When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Go Vols 24-7 had uh, an article that uh, I enjoyed, and I noticed it uh, yesterday, and we were going to try to bring it up, but we didn't quite have time. It's by B- Brad Crawford. It's college football's seven likeliest coaches to win first national championship next season. They are ranked. Do you want to run through them um, first, and then I'll just give you a, hey now. that could happen. Or a that's crazy. Or if it's absolutely unbelievably stupid, I will say like that is total bullshit. All right. So do you want to start them off and then I'll give you my thoughts and we'll get your thoughts also on the message board. Don't write the BS word on the message board, but if you want to say just Peyton, then we know who you're talking about. We know that that's not like that is total bullshit. (laughs) Okay, so what do you got, Caleb? Uh, number one. Is a guy that's wait, do you want to go from number one or number seven? Number seven, the first one. Sorry. Number seven. Let's have fun with this one. Uh Kalen DeBoer, what you got? They're like, that is total bullshit. Sorry, program's falling apart. It's back to being bad. And I haven't gone off on that tangent. And if you're an Alabama fan on here, then you're probably thinking to yourself, he is just a Tennessee homer, but that program is falling a part and the guy has basically had four good years sorry that's never going to happen do you agree or disagree yeah and it, i agree and it's not even caitlin DeBoer's fault it's the stupid boosters fault because they actually think and by the way we had some commenters last week dave on our show and we talked about alabama boosters delusional people are still saying no they'll commit to play for alabama you guys don't understand they just love alabama so much that they're going to commit to alabama the alabama culture really really stupidly believes that they think people commit to, to programs all right. They don't. That's hot. All right. Who's number six? Number six. Uh, y'all get ready. I know y'all are all going to come at me, but I didn't put him on here. Brian Kelly at LSU. Number six. Um, hey now. I think he has a great opportunity to win a national championship at LSU. I don't know that it's this year, but I think he does. I think he has an amazing opportunity. He just had a Heisman winner at quarterback, and John Adams and uh, I both agree that the better quarterback is the guy who was backing him up. And so. Yeah. And he may have been in that situation where he plays one guy like Tennessee did with Milton to protect the younger guy. And Nick Saban, this just in retired in what was once the SEC West. So you don't have to worry about your major rival nearly as much as you used to. So who's next? And if Brian Kelly finds a middle linebacker, watch out. That's the only reason LSU didn't win a national title this year was they couldn't find a middle linebacker. That's a little strong, but let's go ahead and go to the next <laughs> national title. Number five. How many games yeah. did they lose? Three, all because they didn't have a middle line. Their defense was horrible because they put Harold. They did what Tennessee did with Leonard Little in 97. They put Harold Perkins at middle linebacker when he's an edge rusher because they couldn't, ha- they couldn't find one. Okay. What if Tennessee has Al Wilson at middle linebacker and, and Leonard Little at edge rusher in 97? Just honestly, do they win? They beat Florida, right? Yes. Okay, I'll get, but that's not apples and apples or oranges and oranges. All right, Caleb, go. 
Who's next? Okay, so number five, Mike Norvell, Florida State. They're like, that is total bullshit. No chance. I know we're all excited about the fact that he went undefeated and that sort of thing. And in the ACC, um, he'll be able to get to the college football playoff. And I believe that uh, he may have some success there, but I, I don't think when he gets to elite level uh, teams that he's going to be able to beat them. So I don't think that he can win a national championship. No. All right. Number four. What Man, did you say? What did you? What oh, you you're right. I should have said it. No, oh, you're right. Um, I agree. He was going with the transfer portal again. Um, I look, guys, I think Florida State would have gotten people can bring up the Georgia game that they didn't care to play in it. That's fine. Dave, you and I both know if Florida, I don't care if they had Jordan Travis and they got into the playoff fully healthy and were ready to play. They're still getting wrecked by Alabama or Michigan, aren't they? Yes. And here's uh, a fantastic take by Colton. I says, Caleb always has one insane take a day. That's hot. Is it genius? Is it a genius? Text? All right, who's next? Who's next? It's like when it's like it's like that genius play call Les Miles had every game that got him a crazy win. Caleb joined the club. I was crazy for saying play Nico against Florida, but where did all right number four? Right, Dave's boy here, number four, and it's I'm not gonna lie, it would be really fun if this happened, but I got a pretty strong feeling. But I'll let Dave go first. Uh, Joey Swampwater, Joey Freshwater, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Swampwater. Um, hey, now. I think he's got a shot. No, he's got a shot. no. I need Peyton because I don't believe, one, that I think Lane Kiffin is doing exactly what Jimbo Fisher is doing, and even if he's a better coach, and he is, he's losing the locker room. There's no way Ole Miss is going to have the chemistry that's necessary to win a national title with what they're doing this year. I agree three years out of four, but I think he could come together. I really believe this, especially with no Saban, it could come together one year. So if he's at, let me ask you, this. if he's at Ole Miss another 10 years, does it, which he won't be, but does he win a national title? No, I don't yes. think so. Yes. All right. Okay. Now I'll give you this. I will give you this. There is sometimes, and, and you know this, Dave, as a Cowboy fan. But the Pistons of the 82, there is some times where you are a team of a bunch of bad boys that have all these problems and you kind of bond over the fact that you have a thousand problems and it makes you good for a year and then it unravels after, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Or they're, his best friend, one of his best friends at Orgeron kind of did the same thing at LSU, right? Yeah, They well, did they bond over problems or were they just that loaded with talent? Uh, now, the, now the Miami, Miami bonded over having problems in the late 80s, early 90s. And so did Florida State, Free Shoes University. All right, so That's what coach true. is going right. to be the next to win a their first national title? Uh, by All the right. way, the, uh, I think it's 3,500 to one that Tennessee wins the national title this year. Is that what I saw on the message board? All right, who's next? Who is next? And that we're not talking about life. this year necessarily. We're just talking about the next coach to win a national title, will they do when so eventually win the first? Dan La Dan Lanning at Oregon. You suck, you jackass. That's not happening. Okay, Sorry. I'm kind of with you. I'm just uh, going to go. I'm just going to go. I think they had a great year. They got lucky with uh, Bo Nix, but who had a lot to prove. I just don't. I'm having trouble seeing a non-SEC or not big non-Big Ten team. Guys, am I being just biased out well, there? Oregon is a Big Ten team. Well, oh, that's right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they're not the power football Midwest sort of teams. You know what I mean? 
There's a I didn't, well, I mean, yeah, but a lot the outside of Ohio, I never believed in the upper Midwest power football because they're usually slow. Like that's why I never thought Michigan would actually get over the hump because that Michigan always struck me as a very slow team. Now they, they got me this year, but okay. Outside of Michigan, Hey, Wisconsin has always been slow. They can't find receivers to save their life and you can play power football, but if you don't have athletes on the outside, it's useless, isn't it? Okay. But on the flip it. side, how's Oregon going to get the Aiden Hutchinson's of the world? How are I they going to well, get no. those? Nike money. No, no, no. They can't do that. Nike is also in business with 40 other schools. They can't give – because you brought up the Nike money recently, and I wanted to do this for a different segment. I forgot about it. They can't give Oregon too much money because Ohio State's a Nike school. So they, they – Yeah, they would run. Yeah. I get so you, yeah, that's fair. We always think they could write a blank check, right? And just well, Phil Knight himself out, could write work a it personal. out with the children in Asia. They can figure it out that, that are slave labor. But I don't know that that's the case after talking. Well, to wait, can't can't Phil Knight just write a personal check though? Not Nike company, but Phil Knight himself as a just an individual booster. Be like, yeah, I'll throw I'll throw some money. You're still it's a public university. You're going to know where it came from. And if I'm Tennessee, I'm not going to be real or a, particularly a Big Ten team. I'm not going to be happy if I'm a Nike school. Well, I'll give what I will give you is this: a school is never successful if they have one major booster. You need about like. Five, don't you, Dave? You need like about five billionaires to be funneling your money, right? Yeah. One is no matter how rich they are, it's not enough. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I actually agree with you with Dan Lanning, though. Also, Dan Lanning got outcoached by Kalen DeBoer twice this year. Oregon had the better team than Washington and lost both times because Kalen DeBoer outcoached Dan Lanning. So there's that. And he fights for clicks too much. He 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 tries to go viral way too much on social media. Do you ever notice that? And so kind of goofy. Not. He did that. He tweeted that video of himself staying at Oregon last week before he was even offered the job at Alabama and did this whole like promo video of him staying. And earlier this year, he's like, Colorado's fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. But you said that and then promoted it. So you were fighting for clicks in that moment. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's move past so he's Oregon. Just I want to see where Josh okay, Heupel is on this list. Cause I haven't read it on purpose. All right. Well, we got to move to number. We got to move to number two, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Are you telling me that Josh Heupel might be number one? Don't, don't, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Steve Sarkeesian of Texas. Hey, now. He will win a national championship at Texas. Nope. Nope, he won't. I don't think he's smart enough as a coach. And I think it's for the same reason as Elias said about my Lane Kiffin question. The condition of him being there for 10 years predicates a lot of success. I think that Sarkeesian has already had some success, so he has credibility. They'll continue to grow that program. I think at some point over the next 10 years, he'll win a national championship at Texas. Wrong, he won't, but okay. Okay, and, okay, but I can't wait to see who's number one. Is Josh Heupel actually number one? No, number one is somebody who will never win a national championship too, and it is Ryan Day at Ohio State. Josh Heupel's not on the list. But we'll get to Josh Heupel. Let's start with Ryan Day at Ohio State. Uh, no, let's go to how Josh Heupel is not on this list because – They're like, that is total bullshit. I'm honestly – 110% surprised. He's I mean, not the I, only one. Lincoln but, Riley was left off the list too, and so was James Franklin. But Lincoln Riley, Josh Heupel, and James Franklin were all left off the list. Wow. I'm stunned. I just assumed he would be there. And when you started getting deeper, I listen, I put these lists together before these type of lists, and maybe it was an accident. Is that a, do you think that's an accident? No, he purposely mentioned Josh Heupel. He openly said, 
uh, three coaches who just missed the cut were Lincoln Riley, James Franklin, and Josh Heupel. Well, James Franklin shouldn't have been on there, but I think both Lincoln Riley and Josh Heupel should be. Now, Lincoln Riley, I don't believe, for the same reason I said with Dan Lanning in Oregon, I don't believe he'll be able to win a national championship because he's not going to have the big uh, nasties uh, up front on defense. But I will. I'm I'm really stunned that they're that neither are on the list. I'm I'm a hundred percent stunned. This is not for show. So this is a. I think they're falling into the trap of the stereotype of. One, Josh Heupel and Lincoln Riley aren't the same. Lincoln Riley doesn't care about defense at all. Josh Heupel builds his program around his offense, but does want, does actually try to, he tries to build a defense that complements it, if that makes sense. I totally agree. They're not the same. I didn't mean to lump them together because they're just up tempo. Okay. I didn't, I didn't want to do that, but there, there is the similarity in that they're young coaches and they listen, if you produce a Heisman trophy winning quarterback, aren't you an elite coach? Lincoln Riley's produced three. Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, and Caleb. No, because I think this is why they don't think he'll win it. Basically, what they're seeing with Lincoln Riley, here's what they're seeing. If he hasn't won it yet, he's not going to win it. Because he's constantly had Heisman quarterbacks, and constantly his defense cost him in the playoff. And so because of that, they're saying he's never going to win it. Now, that's unfair, and they're applying that to Josh Heupel, because most people see Josh Heupel as just another Lincoln Riley. And do you think association by offense is the problem? Yes, I do. I think association by offense. They think that if Lincoln Riley can't win it, Josh Heupel can't win it because Josh Heupel has the same defensive issues. That's a stupid way to look at it. I'll be honest because you and I both know Dave that hype. Most of the defensive woes were more about personnel than his system. Okay. Because personnel Tennessee got wrecked in the portal from defense. That's where they took their biggest hits. So I think that that's where this biggest mistake comes. And also, look, let's let's be fair. Lincoln Riley didn't have the same. Lincoln Riley's always had top five offenses. Josh Heupel has every year except this past year. This offense this past year, I think, has more people out on Heupel than we realize. You and I knew it was the quarterback issue, but... I think yes. people are thinking that the pe- national experts, I think, think Josh Heupel's been figured out. Wow. Okay. Um, let's talk about the one major hurdle. I don't believe that to be the case. As a matter of fact, I could make a strong argument that he did a better coaching job last year than the year before, because I think he overcame a slightly inept quarterback. Um, Colton says if Tennessee gets manhandled by Georgia again, I can't picture Hopple winning a natty or even SEC championship game unless Georgia starts uh just starts being Bama and falls apart at that point. I don't see Hypel being around. Uh I dis I disagree. I think that um much like um I think that Tennessee can can beat Georgia with their offense and the right quarterback in in the right spot. Now they're going to have to prove that some of these offensive linemen they're bringing in and some of these defensive linemen in particularly are, are going to be beast uh, difference makers. But, you know, Alabama ran the football at Georgia last year and beat them that way. So don't think that just because half of Georgia seems to play for the Philadelphia Eagles, that they're constantly elite up front. I didn't think they were elite last year. I thought they were very good. 
But Alabama ran at them, and uh, Tennessee, I think, is going to have times maybe this year where they can run at them, and then we all know what happens if you walk a safety up into the box. And on offense, Georgia has Mike Bobo as offensive coordinator. So that Who would alone you take in a chess match, Bobo or Heupel? <laughs> It'd be a checkmate in like seven minutes <laughs> for Heupel. Um, yeah, I am taking – I think that – one, Tennessee's not going to have to play Georgia every year anymore, guys. You're forgetting Georgia's not going to be a permanent fixture on Tennessee's schedule. There's no. Well, they're going to they're have to go through them at some point. But it's possible that, you know, what if Tennessee gets to avoid Georgia and then Georgia slips up and loses to LSU or somebody like that, and then Tennessee's not having to play them for the SEC title? That can happen. And I think that, but no, they'll probably have to go through Georgia most of the times. Guys, what happened to Tennessee? Remember, Tennessee two years ago with Georgia, with Hendon Hooker. The problem was they 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 didn't have a wideout who was fast enough to beat Georgia's receive cornerbacks one on one. Kirby Smart figured out I can lock these guys down one on one with my elite cornerbacks because they're fast enough to hang with them down the field. Brew McCoy and Cedric Tillman, Dave, we love them, but they're not. Neither one of them is is going to burn you with speed. And now this is where Mike Matthews comes into play. Mike Matthews is a rare speedster who is also a whiteout, who also can win those physical one-on-one matchups. I mean, we're talking, I don't want to say he's this guy. I'm not trying to say, but his profile is a Randy Moss profile. Because what was so unique about Randy Moss was he was a whiteout who also could burn you with speed, couldn't he? Uh, Listen, I thought my Patrick Mahomes was bad. Are you comparing Mike Matthews to Randy Moss, the greatest receiver who's ever played the game? I'm seeing a wideout who can win physical one-on-one matchups on the outside, but also beat you with speed. Kelly Washington, before he got hurt, Kelly Washington could burn you with speed, couldn't he? Okay, I like that comparison better because Kelly Washington was only about 6'2"-ish, maybe right around there, I think. And, and he would uh, torch you, wouldn't he? Randy you Moss know? was about 6'5". I mean, I think a jump ball that Randy Moss can pull in separates him from actually Jay Rice, who I thought was the best receiver of all time. I still would take Randy Moss over Jerry Rice, so I'm still with you. I would take Jerry Moss over Randy Moss over Jerry Rice. Um, uh, he, he got he made Dante Culpepper look good. <laughs> so, all right. Well, yeah. I, I I I'm again stunned that Hypel's not on the list. We didn't do this for show. I didn't read the list, and I just wanted to to get Caleb to break it down. I wanted to see where Hypel was ranked. Turns out he wasn't uh, ranked at all. 